Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Lord. Man, we're glad that you're in the house of the Lord tonight, and we pray that something will be said to encourage you in your faith, and in your walk with the Lord. We pray that this Wednesday night will be your filling station. As I share many, many times, I can remember when I was not a preacher, I always looked to Wednesday night. To give me the strength to make it through the rest of the week. And we pray that this night will give you strength to make it through the rest of the week. Amen? Amen. We're continuing sharing our vision. And this is a picture of the church that uh, we have. You may be able to see it better tonight than on a Sunday morning. But we always want to raise that before you. And. We also have this site marked out on the parking lot. And one thing that we saw when we marked it out on the parking lot is that that a tree needed to go. And guess what? It's gone. Hello, somebody. Because we are preparing to build uh, this building. Amen? Amen. And uh, we always want to encourage you not to park in the parking lot. Uh, I, I want to, I'm not going to, uh, yeah, I mean, the sanctuary on the parking lot, uh, I saw somebody riding up through here the other day, <laughs> so we want to challenge you to stay out of the sanctuary, amen, <laughs> amen. Bethlehem, and this is our theme for 2013, the text talks about how God, when he wants to get things right, he says judgment begins at the house of the Lord, and if it begins with us first, what will happen, well, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Um, and we're challenging throughout this year uh, that our members take Matthew eighteen fifteen through 18, very serious. As we're looking to get it right, uh, the red part in verse 15 says, If your brother sins against you, what do you do? Do you gossip about it? Do you uh, talk about it? No, you go to them uh, individually and have a meeting. And if you can't be one, verse 16 says, Take two others. So that the matters can be established by two or three witnesses. And if they refuse to listen, then tell it to the church. Because uh, if we want to get things right, we have to hold each other accountable. And that's what the Bible 
And church is for us to hold us accountable. Don't you know that God don't have any mental retarded children um, or mentally handicapped children? And one of the things you will notice is, is, is that they get stuck at a certain age and they don't progress past a certain age. But with God and his children, we, we, we must grow. We must grow or we must go. Hello, somebody. We must grow or we must go. And he will discipline you even to the point that he will take you out. If you develop a lifestyle that's rebellious against him. Amen. So we want to get it right here at Bethlehem. And this month we're talking about getting it right in marriage. In marriage. And really we're talking about marriage. But we're talking about, uh, have a lot to say to singles about this issue. Um, we've been standing on Mark 10 verses 6 through 9 all month long, encouraging the people of God that marriage is from God. And if you are not married, then you're supposed to be single and living wholly sexually single. Amen. But you've seen and heard throughout this month that God created them, male and female. For this reason, a man shall uh, will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh so that they are no longer two but one. And therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And we've been challenging and encouraging you in this area to all month long. Amen? Amen. And again, we'll hold these up. If you want to study beforehand, we we've, uh, have all the subjects and titles that we're dealing with in this entire month. But tonight, we're going to talk about getting it right in maturity. Getting it right in maturity. And we're going to be looking at tonight, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Verses 4 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 11. It's two slides. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, we're talking about tonight getting it right in maturity. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 11. And we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. Uh, 
want you to know that love has manners, love has moxie, and love has maturity. Love has manners, love has moxie, and love has maturity. We want Christians to know tonight that Christians should demonstrate maturity in their love relationships. Christians should demonstrate maturity in their love relationships. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day in the USA. Valentine's Day in the USA and and Valentine's Day is a is celebrated on February the 14th. It is a festival of romantic love and many people give cards, letters, flowers, or presents to their spouse or partner. Uh, They may also arrange a romantic meal in a restaurant or a night in the hotel. Common symbols of Valentine's are hearts, roses, and Cupid. And this is Valentine's Day. One of the interesting facts about Valentine's Day is that it is one of the least celebrated holiday. They say the only holiday that's celebrated the least is is uh what was it where you get had a green uh St. Patrick's Day, yeah. And many people get an attitude about how, uh, Valentine's Day. I almost said Halloween. <laughs> because they said Floridian slip. <laughs> because uh, they feel like it's a manufactured holiday. Uh, some singles are very, very uh, hostile towards this holiday because uh, they don't have that that love to celebrate. Um, and many people think that Valentine's Day is about love. When really the way to defi- the Bible defines love, uh, Valentine's Day is, is really not the way you would celebrate biblical love. Because biblical love, defined in this context, you've been under this ministry any time around the church, you hear that Greek word agape thrown around. And that Greek word agape is the word that's used in this text where it's talking about love is patient, or agape is patient, agape is kind. And it is a word that's interestingly enough that is void from Emotion. So this word actually couldn't be, it shouldn't be used on Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is a celebration of the Greek word eros, which really has to do with emotions or physical attraction. Uh, So the way that we celebrate Valentine's is really not what love is. This kind of love in the text is really, it is a decision of the will that is void from emotions. 
So biblical love is best defined as a commitment. Commitment. Many times in our day and times, most of our relationships and married relationships and 50%, over 50% of our marriages end in divorce because it's built upon emotions. Emotions. And the funny thing about emotions is that emotions will change. Hello, somebody. If, if you're living your life off of emotions or you're living your marriage off of emotions, your emotions will change. You may uh, feel good about the person one day and the next day you don't feel good at, at all. Hello, somebody. But what my job is to do for you is to teach you the biblical way you're supposed to have relationships and really... Your love relationship should be more about commitment. Hello, somebody. It should be more about a commitment in a covenant relationship called marriage. And in that covenant relationship called marriage, uh, the Bible demands this kind of love from a man mostly. Because the Bible tells a man to love his wife as Christ loved the church. And Christ had to literally die for the church. And Christ had an emotional issue in the Garden of Gethsemane where his emotions really didn't want to be committed to the cause. His emotions, because, of, because his emotions didn't want to have to die. His emotions didn't want to have to struggle. But then true love took over and he prayed this prayer. Father, not my will, but thy will be done. I told you true love is a decision of the will. And, and the will that we decide on in our relationships is the will of God. Hello, somebody. The will of God. And, and if you can apply this kind of love in your relationships, then this text tonight says that you are a mature person. Hello, somebody. Many times you don't you don't hear love being talked about in the same term of uh, of, of 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 maturity. But but Paul says after he describes uh, the writer says after he describes. Uh, what love is, he goes through this little litany, litany talking about when I was a child, I thought I was a child and I did this. But when I became an Eton's translation, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Hello, somebody. In other words, uh, oh, he was saying that in order for you to apply true love in your, in your relationships, uh, you're going to have to mature. Hello, somebody. And people who decide to live from their will as opposed to their emotions uh, are ready for a covenant relationship called marriage. Uh, because as I thought about this thing, uh, most of what I do in my life today, I don't do it because I feel good about it. I do it because it's a good thing to do and I get good results as a result of that. I, I, I began to think about this thing, you know. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't love going to the gym. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, I hate going to the gym. 
Hello, somebody. But 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 it's not a decision of my emotions. Oh, I I I have to make a decision of the will to go there because uh, the more that I go, the better that I become. Hello, somebody. Oh, so it's a commitment. Oh, and, and that's what you have to do in your love relationships. Oh, there's some things that you won't like about your mate. Oh, folk won't tell you this before you get married. There's gonna be some things. Oh, that they do that get on your nerve, your last nerve. Hello, somebody. Oh, I, I, I was reflecting on this. They said for every beautiful woman out there, there's a man that's tired of dealing with her. Hello, somebody. <laughs> for every every handsome man out there, there's a there's a woman that's tired of watching his dirty growls. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> you see, and, and that's because that's 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 the emotion. That's the emotions. God said you're gonna have a real. Oh, relationship, a real mature relationship. You've got to apply this kind of love uh, in your relationships uh, because emotions come and go. Uh, oh, I thought about another thing that I don't like doing emotion. I don't like, uh, oh, having to eat vegetables all the time and fruits uh, and eating right all the time. I just don't like it. Hello, somebody. But the agape, uh, the decision of the will, oh, and the doctors told me that I got to do this to get better. I got to do this to be healthy so I have to make a decision of the will to do the right thing to get the right results. Oh you better be careful single woman if you got a man that can't make oh, decisions from his will and, his, and he lives his life out of his emotions oh he'll be one of those brothers that don't want to go to work why you don't want to go to work because I don't like going to work. Hello somebody you like getting these bills paid? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But 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 ladies are, are, are giving their lives away for for uh, with men who are not mature enough for marriage, uh, who are not mature enough for a commitment because they have not grown. Uh, they, they 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 still live their lives uh, based on their emotions as opposed to uh, based on this agape love thing, a decision of the will. Hello, somebody. And God is trying to get you out of your emotions. Now, Valentine's is a good thing. It's, it's, it's a good thing for one day. But if you're looking for your emotions, uh, oh, to carry you throughout all the years, you ain't always feel good about being married. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You, you, you ain't going to always like what your mate does. Hello, somebody. You ain't, but God says, especially to the man, that you better love her. Hello, somebody. You better be committed to her. Hello, somebody. Now, let's get in the text. Let's get in the text. First of all, when we talk about love, we see that love has manners. L- love has manners. You say, what, what are you talking about, preacher? Love has manners. I'm glad that you asked because uh, many women today are falling in love with men who are roughnecks. Hello, somebody. Men who are thugs. Hello, somebody. Men who are violent. They they like a dangerous man and and they they, they like a man that that that, that could that, that could possibly slap them upside the head. Hello, somebody. They they, they 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 like it seems like they're drawn to violent men. Hello, somebody. But this is not love. Therefore, single woman, you shouldn't spend time with men 
like that. Hello, somebody. The, the better description of the man that you should be looking for, not a dangerous man, not a thug, not a roughneck, not, not anybody like that. And you heard me say this this month, that the best thing you can look for in a man, oh, to marry somebody who is nice. Hello, somebody. And that's how you can disqualify a man for most, a lot of these uh, sick women out here. They, they don't want to be with a nice man. Now, he's too nice. What in the world? Have, have you lost your ever-loving mind? He's too nice. Uh, can a man be too nice? Oh, and somebody listening to me say, yeah, he can be too nice. Well, if you are not attracted to a man who is nice, then there's no way you'll be attracted to a man that God will send you. Hello, somebody. It is a, it is, it is a acquired taste because some of you come from some sick backgrounds and your model for a man is it was your daddy and your daddy was like my daddy my daddy they say papa was a rolling stone my daddy was a rolling stone oh he never got married hello somebody oh he lived with a woman most of his life hello somebody but but i couldn't model my daddy my daddy was not a big enough man to be a godly man so i had to get a better image of what a man is my daddy was crazy hello somebody and I'm the opposite of him because I developed some Christ-like characteristics. Oh, and one of those Christ-like characteristics is I'm not like my daddy. I don't fight. I don't carry a gun. I don't get drunk. I don't smoke blunts. Hello, somebody. I don't go to prostitutes. Hello, somebody. God oh, raised me up out of all of that example, out of all of that mess. And he made me a godly man. Oh, and the people who come from those kind of places are drawn to other people who are from those kind of places which are broken. No, you got to get yourself. Oh, they call this a paradigm switch. Oh, you may have come from some sick places. You may have got a model of a sick daddy who left you or a sick daddy that beat mama. Oh, just because daddy beat mama don't mean that's love and that's the behavior that you should accept in your relationships that is from the devil that's from the pit of hell and God don't want you to remanufacture that sickness in your relationships but that's what normally happens it's called a generational curse children see how mommy and daddy did things and they repeat it and if it's sick they continue that sickness in their relationships oh because they've never been taught what true love is true love doesn't have all that drama in it. Hello, somebody say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, save that drama for your mama. <laughs> and some of you got to save that drama for your daddy and you've got to say, I'm going to break this curse. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to make right love choices and I'm going to produce blessings as opposed to cursings. I'm going to do it right even though I didn't have the right model. I'm going to do it right because I have the right word and the right word is teaching me tonight about what real love is and the first thing that it says about love it says that love is patient hello somebody what a way to start describing love 
Hello, somebody. Why does love need to be patient? Why is that so profound that love be patient? As a matter of fact, I'll tell you why. Because if you don't have any patience for your mate, if you don't have patience for your husband, patience for your wife, you'll never stay together because you'll get on each other's nerve. Hello, somebody. And it don't have to be something that dramatic. It don't have to be something that's filled with trauma. It can be something as simple as you don't like the way your husband twitch and it gets on your last nerve. You don't like the way your wife won't fill up the ice cubes. You don't like the way your husband oh, keep leaving the seat up and you can go splash in the middle of the night. You don't like it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you take a dip uh, at night. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you say that's a serious issue, Reverend. Don't you be laughing over that? <laughs> I said, seem like you ought to want to look back. But anyway, that ain't me. I'm not a woman. <laughs> but it's all that little kind of stuff that can get on each other's nerves. It's not bad. It's not anything. All it is is that little stuff. Oh, you don't like. And if you don't have patience, you won't be in a relationship. Hello, somebody. He said, preacher, make it a little plain. I'm glad you asked. Have you ever noticed that there are some people that are perpetually single? Hello, somebody. Because you'll find out that they discover, uh, and, and everybody they go out with, they discover something that they don't like that they do. Hello, somebody. Uh, little quirks, little nuances. Uh, and, and they can't get along because they don't like, oh, uh, uh, they don't like how he comb his hair. Oh, they don't like how he dress. Oh, they don't like how he close to his mama. They don't like, oh, they don't like just little odd, peculiar little things. They, they don't like the way he say likes all the time. Hello, somebody. <laughs> well, you'll never be in a relationship because guess what? There'll be nobody who's perfect. And guess what? You're not perfect either. You think you're all that in a bag of chips and dip and you're the most neurotic thing that nobody want to be around anyway. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No true love relationship. When you apply this agape love, love has to be patient. You've got to be patient with your mate. Oh, because they're not going to do everything you want them to do. Oh, they're not going to look at, even on the television, they're not going to look at some of the same things that you want to look at. Hello, somebody. Oh, and guess what? Television is really neither good or bad, but oh, you ask me if I get caught with Sister Eton watching one of those movies. Oh, from Lifetime, I have to be patient. Hello, somebody. Oh, Lord. Two hours. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> See, I'm trying to hit that again. Oh. <laughs> you got to be patient. 
it's always that kind of stuff that's going on in our marriages. Oh, I think it was Dr. Neil Clark Warren. He he says that similarities in couples are like oh, are like are like a bank account that has a positive bank account. The more similar that you are, the more likely your relationship can work. Oh, and the dissimilarities are like withdrawing from your bank account. And if you even married somebody just like you, she or he will be different simply because they're the opposite sex. Hello, somebody. And the opposite sex thinks differently. Hello, somebody. Oh, so I don't care how similar you are. Oh, the Bible says that love has to be patient. Hello, somebody. You got to be patient with your mate. Hello, somebody. They ain't going to never be all the way like you. They ain't going to ever want to do everything you want to do. Hello, somebody. And God has given us, and this is a decision of the will. Hello, somebody. And whenever you're disagreeing, you've got to be patient with one another. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Please be patient with me. God is not through with you yet. <laughs> not me, you. <laughs> but this word for patience, see, and, 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 and you know, and, and you're going to learn this from most Valentine's Day because this word patience means if we could just get this part of love right, we could add years to our marriages. This, this, this word patience, this, this Greek word means to be of a long spirit and not lose heart. Hello, somebody. Or, or it means to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles. Hello, somebody. This is true life stuff that marriages and people who are married have to go through. And, and young folk who are getting married, you think uh, that every day is Valentine's. Every day won't be Valentine's. Hello, somebody. Oh, this, this marriage thing and this love thing is for mature people that can endure all oh, the difficult times, endure the troubles, endure the tribulations. Love uh, is patient. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It, 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 it also means to be patient and bearing in the offenses and injuries of others. Someone once said that you always hurt the one that you love. And I don't like that that is true, but it is true. You, you don't always hurt the one that you really because they are the closest to you. You see, you see, some of you are not close enough to me for me to hurt you. But, 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 but Sister Etan is close enough. In any married relationship, uh, uh, intimate relationship, you, you're going to hurt one another. You're going to hurt one another oh, by not trying. That happens most of the time. And sometimes uh, you're going to get upset uh, and you're going to hurt each other by trying. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But... Uh, but the Bible says that with, with that difficult woman, with that difficult wife, love 
and, 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 and with that normal woman or that normal wife, hello somebody, we, we ain't even talking about the difficult stuff that you've got to be patient with and that you should. This is just normal everyday kind of stuff. We, we ain't talking about being a, oh, married to an alcoholic or married to a, a drug dealer or married to a, a, a wife that's in debt and continue to put you in. I'm just talking about the normal stuff that you've got to be patient with. Now, some of you are married to somebody that's, and it's some unnormal stuff. You, you're dealing with all of that kind of stuff and you have to deal with it because uh, the Bible says that God hates uh, divorce. Uh, he wants this thing to be permanent. As a matter of fact, he's only given us, uh, oh, two reasons and possibly three reasons. Oh, for divorce and really one's not a reason. If, if he or she goes on to be with the Lord in a natural way uh, without your help, hello somebody, that's one way. Uh, and adultery, oh, that's another way and also more controversial uh, is abandonment. Uh, if someone just goes off and leaves you, hello somebody, and that's a little bit more controversial, but 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 these are the only reasons. Uh, and you got some folk uh, in difficult marriage. Uh, oh, the husband, uh, oh, is uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol or worse. Uh, the husband uh, won't even take uh, all the medicines that the doctors say that would make him better or eat right uh, or do that, that kind of stuff right. And you're just looking at them kill themselves. They are literally killing themselves because they won't follow the doctors. Or they're literally still killing themselves because they won't take the medicine. They won't exercise. They won't uh, all eat right. And they continue to kill themselves right before your very eyes. And guess what? That's not even a cause for divorce. Thereby, guess what? Love must be patient. Woo! Hello, somebody. Long suffering. Hello, somebody. And that's the difficult part of it, but it's difficult even with normal everyday things like, oh, watching television. Normal everyday. Hello, somebody. Love must be patient. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Another part of it is to be mild and slow and avenging. Another part of love being patient is being long-suffering. Hello, somebody. Slow to anger and slow to punishment. Hello, somebody. One of the worst things to see in a marriage is two fools get married. You know what two fools are? Two fools that have short tempers. Because they're going to be fighting all the time. Hello, somebody. Hello, two, two fools. And if you're one of those two fools or both of you in here, God says love is patient. He said you shouldn't be upset and mad and arguing all the time. If you got love for them, you can be patient with them. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. If you got love for them, you can be patient with them. Like some of our parents were who, who had love for us and they were patient with us. They, they know we were doing, going out and doing crazy stuff. Hello, somebody. They, they never saw you take a drink, but they smelled it on you. Hello, somebody. Never saw you take a puff, but they smelt it on and loved you anyway. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
This is the kind of love you got to apply in your marriage. This is the kind of love. Oh, single person who wants to get married. Oh, you've got to be willing to have this kind of maturity. Hello, somebody. And that's just one element of love. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Love has, has, has manners and, and, and that's just patience. We just talked about patience. I don't have time to uh, deal with uh, uh, most of the things that, uh, that, that, that should be dealt with in this text. And I'm going to have to move on. But uh, I want to go ahead and just read some of the other things that why I say love has manners. Because love is patient. Hello, somebody. And, and when you're patient, love is kind. This is what the Bible says. First Corinthians 13, 4. That's, that's where I am. Love is patient. Love, love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. It does not dishonor others. Hello, somebody. And if you're dishonoring your husband or dishonoring your wife, you don't love her. Hello, somebody. Not the way that God says that they should be loved. Hello, somebody. It is not self-seeking. And this is the problem with our culture and our society. We live in one of the most selfish uh, generations to ever live on planet Earth. Hello, somebody. We, we, we have, uh, oh, my space is all about me. Hello, somebody. And this is the me generation. Everybody. You got folk famous for being famous. They ain't never, they ain't did nothing to be famous. And they famous. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Self-ish. Self-seeking. And if you're a selfish, self-seeking person, you're not ready for marriage. Hello, somebody. I'm talking to a single person. If all your life is is about you, hello, somebody. Then you're not mad because this other person gonna come in your situation, and they're gonna rock your world just by showing up. Hello, somebody. They, they don't even have to be nothing bad. They, they just gonna show up. Oh, and you have the temperature on 78, and they're going to show up and turn it down to 69. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Mess it up. Mess your whole environment up. Hello, somebody. And if you don't have love, true love, you're not going to be able to last in a true, loving, mature relationship. Because love does not, it's not self-seeking. It is not, oh, catch this one, easily angered. Hello, somebody. You fussing and arguing all the time in your marriage, then one or both of you are wrong, dead wrong. Hello, somebody. And this one is for me, myself, and I, Sister Eton, to tell you. It keeps no record of wrong. Hello, somebody. Some of y'all are like me. You get in a, you in your relationship, you get mad, and you bring up something from 1969. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not being loving. Hello, somebody. Keeping a record of wrong. Now you got to get rid of all that. Life is hard in and of itself. Every day we make mistakes and you going to hold everything against him or her? 
Hello, somebody. And not forget. Hello, somebody. That that sounds what? Unforgiving. Hello, somebody. And that's another thing I, I, I like to when I counsel couples, I, I, I try to discern whether they can forgive easily. Hello, somebody. Because if you cannot forgive easily, then you probably don't need to be married. Hello, somebody. Because, again, uh, something just not even trying. Some, sometimes you can be offended. Hello, somebody. And God says that if you don't forgive, he won't forgive you. And you in a marriage relationship and arguing, fussing, fighting, holding a grudge and thinking that you're praying right. And you're praying wrong. Hello, somebody. Because you have a grudge against your mates and haven't forgiven them, kept that record of wrong. Hello, somebody. We're talking about mature people, maturity. You've got to be mature to be able to do all of this. Hello, somebody. Verse 6, love does not delight in evil and rejoices with the truth. Guess what love does? Always protects. Hello, somebody. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always persevere. And we get to verse 8 to this point where it says that love never fails. Wow. Love never fails. Now we know that most relationships, 50%, over 50% now. At one time it was almost 60% of relationships end in divorce. Did that mean that they didn't really love each other? Oh, yes, it does, because the Bible says love never fails. Hello, somebody. Let me, let me say that again, because somebody, somebody needs to get this. This ain't Valentine's kind of love. Well, you get, you know, emotions want to buy a flower one day a week, uh, one day a year. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This... This kind of love never fails. And, 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 and if you have gone through a divorce, the problem with your marriage was there was no love on one part. Hello, somebody, on one part. Now, uh, one, of the, one of the two could have loved. Hello, somebody. But, but, but in this marriage thing, the two has to become one. Ain't that what the Bible been telling us all week? And, and, and if you don't become one, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you cheated on your mate, that means that oh, you didn't love your mate. Hello, somebody. That's what that's what um, that songwriter song said. Uh, I'm forgetting her name, but she said, "Love should have brought you home last night." Hello, somebody. You, you was out there with Shaniqua. But, 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 but love should have brought you home last night. You, 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 you telling me, you, you telling me that you love me, but your actions say different. Love should have brought you home last night. Hello, some love never fails. But guess what fails? Lust fails all the time. Hello, somebody. Ask the question. You believe in love at first sight. If you believe in love at first sight, that means you believe in lust at first sight. Because you don't know nothing about that person. That person could be a killer. You don't know. 
Yeah, a serial killer like that guy on on the news that just got killed for killing cops. And when you looked at his picture, he boy, he looks like a stand-up, right kind of guy. Doesn't he? he had a, a good smile on his face. Hello, somebody. But that was a killer on the inside of him. And somebody could have looked across the room and, and fell in love with him because of his muscle, because of his smile. And, and he was literally would become a killer. Now, he was a trained killer, you know, but he would become a killer killer. Hello, somebody. Yeah, a cop killer. And if you just liking on somebody just because of what you see, hello, somebody. That's lust. You're in trouble. Because most of the times, I, I don't know, it may be a little different back in, but back in my day when I was single, most of the times you could, you, you could look at a young lady and she looked like she got everything right, but you let her say a first sentence and then you go, whoop. <laughs> she not the one. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. But the Bible says that love has moxie, and, and moxie means, oh, perseverance. Love has moxie. Love never fails. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's what the Bible says. Love never fails. As a matter of fact, you've heard me say this throughout this relationship series. First Peter 4, 8. Peter challenged him above all, love each other deeply. Because what? Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Hello, somebody. Some of you may be listening at the sound of my voice, ready to throw in your marriage. Hello, somebody. Ready to, ready to throw your, your marriage license back. Hello, somebody. Hello, son. No, 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 no. You can't throw that license back. You got a license to drive. Drive on, drive on. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you want because because love never fails. And if you want to give up, then that means that there is some that, that's not love somewhere. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, that text before that, it, it talks about that spiritual folk. You know, spiritual people try to get, you know, you know, they, they think they can get away. Well, the Lord told me to get a divorce. Hello, somebody. The Lord told you to get a divorce. Now, show me a text where the Lord told you to get a divorce. Show me the text. Hello, somebody. Hey, it's, 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 it's not there because, you know, if you're, if you're really, really. Uh, filled with the Spirit of God, it says, but uh, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. So if your spirit filled and love never fails, hello somebody, and you want to throw in your license, that means that you really don't have love, which really means that you don't have the Spirit. Ooh, that's deep, that's deep. You don't have the Spirit. Which means either one or two things. You are not saved or you have quenched the spirit of God. 
Hello, somebody. And you're grieving the spirit of God trying to do what you want to do as opposed to doing what his word says. His word says uh, that love never fails. Uh, Oh, and if you're listening at the sound of my voice, uh, thinking about a divorce uh, and thinking you're being spiritual, uh, that is not from the Lord. Uh, Love never fails. Uh, Oh, you say, I don't have any love. Uh, Guess what? You don't need any love. Uh, Depend on the spirit on the inside of you because when you're filled with the spirit, the first thing the spirit is going to do is what? Give you what? Love. Hello, somebody. (laughs) And it also give you some other stuff. Oh, give you some joy. You say, preacher, I'm I'm in a difficult marriage and I don't have no love. I'm not happy. Why are you not happy? You're not happy because you're not in right relationship with God. Because God says, if you're filled with his spirit, he's going to give you love. And he's going to give you what? Joy. Oh, you say, pastor, I don't have peace. Well, that means you're not right in your relationship with God. Because God says the third thing he's going to give you in your marriage or in yourself is what? Peace. Oh, he's going to give you some more stuff. Oh, if you really love him, if you really spirit feel, and you're thinking about giving up and throwing in the towel, the God said the devil is a liar because I'm going to give you that kind of patience. Hello, somebody. We've been talking about patience, the long-suffering kind of patience, the patience. Hello, somebody. Not only that, oh, love's going to give you what? Kindness. Hello, somebody. Didn't love talk about being kind? Hello, somebody. In other words, you can make it through your marriage in any difficult situation if your spirit feel. If your spirit feel, he's going to give you everything, not really just to save your marriage, but it's just to be a byproduct of saving your marriage because of your relationship with him. He's going to give you kindness. He's going to give you goodness. He's going to give you faithfulness. Hello, somebody. Everything that you need to make it. And that's why love never fails. Hello, somebody. Stop depending upon yourself. Hello, somebody. Stop depending upon yourself. Hello, somebody. We're talking about getting it right in maturity. This is true life maturity stuff. And love has manners. And love has moxie. Hello, somebody. And love has maturity in it. Hello, somebody. Has maturity. And and here's the the concept of maturity. He says what? And, and most of us who grew up in a church have this memorized in the King James, but this, this is the NIV. It says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I responded like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Hello, somebody. You say, now why after talking of love, would he just go talk, talking about being a child? I'm glad you asked. He was saying that really if you're going to love somebody, you've got to be a man. Boys can't love a wife as Christ loved the church. Hello, somebody. It takes a man, a real man. Hello, somebody. Some women have married boys and they still running home for breakfast in the morning for their mama. 
Hello, somebody. No, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh. See, if you'd have told me that before you got married, I'd have told you to run. Hello, somebody. Because he's going to have to have the ability to leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And, and, and there are some couples, married couples, their, 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 their in-laws are running their marriage. And that's not biblical. Hello, somebody. When you got married, you were saying that I was mature enough to handle myself, my own business. Hello, somebody. My own household. Hello, somebody. I, I, I became mature. I'm, I'm a mature man. Mature enough to do that. Children run back to their parents. Hello, somebody. Every time they get in trouble. Hello, somebody. Some of us have some 40, 50-year-old children running back to us. You, you need to close your household. And you need to tell them it's time for you to grow up. I, I, I'm closing my bank book. It's time for you to grow up. Hello, somebody. Especially if they married. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But he says that if you're going to love this kind of way, you've got to grow up. Hello, somebody. You've got to mature. Marriage relationships is for two mature adults who can function on a, on, a, on a mature level. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's why you got to get it right in maturity if you want to get it right in love. Hello, somebody. Yeah, real men love Jesus. This says here in First Peter, and then we're going to go into our prayer time. It says, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. It's time for some folk to grow up. This year, we're talking about getting it right. And if you're going to get it right, you're going to have to make some responsible, mature decisions. Hello, somebody. Some who are here today and not married and having sex outside of marriage. God saying you need to grow up. You need to grow up in your sexuality and save sex. For marriage. And that's married couples. God said it's time for you to grow up. Uh, You're not having sexual relations. With one another. It's time for you to grow up. Because grown people need this. Because that's one of the reasons. Why you got married in the first place. Is that you didn't have self control. And grown folk need this. Need. Have this need. And if you're not fulfilling that need. You're leaving your marriage open. It's time to grow up. Stop being a child. Stop being a child thinking, oh, he can, he don't need it or she don't need it. Hello, somebody. And there's some married women that just, they just don't mind if he do creep. Hello, somebody. It's an immature woman. It's a, really not a woman, an immature little girl. Oh, the Bible said you got duties. Hello, somebody. Marital duties. First Corinthians chapter 6. Hello, somebody. Got to grow up. Got to grow up. You're overlooking the signs. Some of you have seen the signs and you know. Hello, somebody. God showed you when you got VD. 
He said, preacher, what do you mean God showed you when you got BD? What do you mean, preacher? Well, if it's only two of you, hello, somebody. If it's only the two of you, where are you going to get a sexual disease if it's only the two of you? <laughs> hello, somebody. I mean, somebody's creeping. <laughs> hello, somebody. He showed you with that. And, 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 and you know, Christian folk just, just be stupid some of the time. There's some stuff that you can't forgive. And I dare in time, you, you, it's not wise for you to, to forgive somebody that's creeping on you because they may bring some of that stuff back home that you can't get rid of. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Yeah, hello, AIDS. Hello, somebody. There's some other sexual transmitted disease that you can't get rid of. That you, you just was like a, a kid. You didn't want to deal with it. God tried to show you the way. Hello, somebody. It's time for you to grow up. Love has maturity. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God is trying to get us to grow up. We live in a real world. Singles, you can't play with it. You know, they like to, like to play with it, you know. And this is some sincere singles, you know. Nah, we can't do it. Okay, I'll let you kiss on me a little bit. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Don't you know your sexuality is like that? There was a show, uh, I think it was Star Trek, where you pulled a weapon and once you pull it, you had to shoot it. That's what sexuality is like. Hello, somebody. Don't play with it. As a matter of fact, the Bible says... To run, to flee from it. Hell, somebody. First Corinthians chapter 5. Flee from it. Why are you trying to play with it? That's childish. If you're a grown man, you know you can't do what you did as a teenager. Play with it. I'm a grown man. I can't play with it. Hello, somebody. Trying to help somebody. It's time for you to grow up. Shall we pray? Father God, we come tonight, Lord, just wanting to thank you and to praise your holy name, Father. For you truly were. Hello again, this is praised. Pastor Michael Eaton. We I thank you, host, for, your for word today's and program. Oh, a little bit about before love, we Father, sign off, we, need to apply we just to want to make sure Father, that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. 
So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living king. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword.bethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give 
to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in an economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.